Hello, universe. Well, I said I'd sign on when I was in a more upbeat mode. Mood? Whatever. I'm in both. Because after listening to, well, a little Otmar Liebert there, but no copyright infringement intended, Otmar. Love your music. Um, no. After listening to, um, oh, and no copyright infringement intended there either, heavy metal. All right. I think I have turned down all other musical <clears throat> uh, distractions. And that's good because I'm about to be super distracted. The world kept telling me today, or the universe did, or after putting my cat down, after ending my eighth season of It's All My Fault, known as Octopical. Well, here we are in season nine. Known as Nine Sensical. N e i n Sensical. S e n s i c a l. At least it is so far. If I hate that when I try to put the eight and a half by eight and a half square picture together on top of my white comforter, so that I can take a picture that looks relatively like all the other pictures. Well, if I hate it, then we might come up with something like Nine Cents. But Nine Sensical is what it is for now. And having eaten three quarters of a chocolate bar, of a mushroom chocolate bar, and have five pieces now still to go, well, I'm going to eat 1.2 bars tonight. Yeah, not one and a quarter because I cheated and had a single square to see if that microdose was worth it. It's not. But <clears throat> I think six is worth it. Six is a good number. Six is a good number to go out on. Three is a good number probably to go do something fun like play golf. Six is a good go out dancing, go out to a club, go out to a bar kind of level. Now, what will 14 be like? Well, fortunately, I'm not going to put you through the whole experience like I did for the 300th episode. But here on the first episode of Nine Sensical, well, I wanted to let you know that as much as I miss my cat, well, I miss my dog 15,000 times more. Let's be honest, right? Anyway, here's to a great mushroom trip. Look forward to telling you all about it tomorrow on the 13th of December. Because here on the 12th of December at 11.05, well, I'm about to get tossed. Mushroom style. Pause. Good morning, universe. I am... Two dabs into the wake-and-bake uh, phenomenon, so there's that, and uh, that's not nearly enough after the mushroom indulgence experience of last night, and I realize I'm done doing mushroom chocolates. I mean, socially, sure, <coughs> out with friends, <coughs> that's a different situation, but there's no... Seeing the machine elves, I mean, I guess you see the information highway, but you dive into it, you don't have any control of information up or down, you don't have any signaling up into the ether um, for a connection. I mean, you do, you try all that, um, but you're met with nothing but playful return, which is fine. Especially for people who just want to have fun on mushrooms. But if you're really looking to meet your inner self, you got to do it with the fungus. You can't do it with the chocolates. And I say this as somebody who has done the chocolates to, de to death. I don't know if death is too strong here. I don't want to say I've done the chocolates to death. But... <clears throat> The distractions I just suffered, I'm coming back through some of the hallucinatory <clears throat> experiences, and it's all just the Escher painting sort of uh, volcanic uh, motion of centrifugal force, or centripetal, I'm not sure which one of those it is, whichever one the force is pulling in 
I think that's centrifugal. But regardless of how the forces of nature work and manifest in your mind as you hallucinate on mushrooms, you can't make the connection to your inner self on chocolates. You can make the connection to the world at large. You can have the intensity of exchange in a social setting, but you can't go inside yourself and find new levels of reality that exist just below the surface. Those aren't available to mushroom chocolates. At least not for me. So, since that's 90% of why I take hallucinogenics is to find new parts of myself. Well, I realized last night that's the last time mushroom chocolates and I will be doing anything other than having a good time with friends. Because it just can't get you there. And that's okay. Mushroom chocolates are what they are. They're a derivative of social fluidity that I certainly appreciate. <clears throat> so I will, I assume at some point in life, be swallowing another couple of squares, if not six, of mushroom chocolates thinking, this is going to be fun. But unless I'm out for a night of fun, I really don't see the point. They are fun, but that's all they are. They're fun. They're not spiritual. They're not internal. They're not investigative. They're fun. So they're a lot like Nintendo. Pause. Whereas Fungus, that's more like PS3. Mature material available. Pause. Okay, and my night started with two... I, I oftentimes will visit Sprouts in the dispensary in the same trip since they're across the street from each other. And since I passed the dispensary to go to Sprouts which is less than a block away anyway, it all just tends to roll into itself. <clears throat> so I oftentimes am having an experience with Sprouts bags in my hand while I'm at the dispensary, uh, or I've got my dispensary bag as I'm piling stuff up at Sprouts. These things happen because one goes with the other. And <clears throat> in most cases, when I'm shopping for either, I come home with both. Because it's so easy to stop by the dispensary on the way home from Sprouts. Just to see what they got. And <clears throat> I've had this relationship with the dispensary for however long it's been there. Four or five years. And it's fine. The dispensary's overpriced, but it's in the neighborhood. So that I can accept. They have higher rents. But they have terrible, well... They've had mediocre staffing the whole time I've used them. Which I would think, this is not a hard job. And maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe that's the part I don't get. But, uh, the same woman fucked up my order again. She's fucked up my order three times now. One, I don't really blame her. I think coming home with a vial full of emptiness is not her fault. In fact, that's a one-off that I've only experienced once. And since it's only happened once, I have to think it will never happen again. But still, this woman was entangled in that particular episode, which might have been the universe's way of getting my attention that I was in the midst of incompetence. But <clears throat> yesterday, I go in, I'm working with this guy. The more you buy, the better the deal, obviously. And because they're stacking a 25% off deal across their already bulk discount of buy one, buy two, buy four, by the time you get to four, I'm buying four at 67 or I'm buying two at 37 So at 15 bucks a pop out the door for live resin, it's too good a deal not to stock up. <coughs> so... I only have 50-something bucks on me. So I got to go home and get another 20. Which I do in 90 seconds. I even time myself to see how long it takes me to get out their door and back. Because I've done this a few times. 90 seconds. Well, in that period of time, <clears throat> I'm now being helped by the woman. Not the guy I was working with originally. 
who's helping somebody else. So, <clears throat> in trying to go back to get four, uh, there were five or even six that I was interested in. And uh, so I figure I'll come home with four of those. No. I come home with two, the two I was the least interested in, and I've got two of them each. <clears throat> I don't even know how this happened. Literally, I don't know how this happened. Like, my whole point of going back to the store was to end up with four unique grams, and I came home with two of the same, and one of them was the, the fifth one on my list, and the other one was top three, I'll admit. But it wasn't one or two. I didn't come home with the one I went to get in the first place. Didn't even come home with it. And I didn't come home with the backup that he talked me into, which is why I then had to go get more money because I still wanted one of the originals, which now I have two of, and something else, which maybe I would have ended up with this fifth one, but maybe. Because the one I really wanted, I didn't come home with. And the other one I really wanted, I didn't come home with. Now, this is all my fault, <clears throat> because somewhere in this chain of broken service, I was capable of noticing she fucked up. But having <clears throat> not noticed, when I get home, by the time I go to open the bag and get high, <clears throat> well... I go looking for the one that I want. The one that I went to go get. It's not in the fucking bag. So I'm thinking, oh fuck. They fucked up. They gave me two of these and two of these. That's not what I wanted. So I go back up there. <clears throat> I've been home less than an hour. Probably 40 minutes. Before I dive in. But it has been 40 minutes. And so I go up and... <clears throat> I, the guy in the front at the front, I'm like, hey, I got out of here somehow with the wrong product. This is this isn't what I intended to go home with. He's like, oh, you can't you can't even bring that back in the building now. I was like, what do you mean I can't bring it back in the building? What do you want me to do with it? Well, you have to leave it in your car. I was like, I walked here. You want me to walk all the way home? He's like, uh, hang on. So then the dude I was working with originally comes out from the back. He's like, hey, I was like, I don't know what happened, but I came home and ended up with a d two double ups, which is not at all what I intended. He's like, shit, man, hang on. And he disappears. Then the original woman comes up. She's like, now that's what you ordered. And that's what I put in the bag. And I was just like, no, no, it's not. I wouldn't have gone all the way home to get money to come back to get two of the same and two of the same. I just would have come back the next day. I mean, this doesn't make sense. None of this makes sense. I came up here for four unique products. Well, there's nothing we can do about it. I said, okay. <clears throat> I live three quarters of a block away. I will never be back again. And <clears throat> the only thing I regret is I snatched my ID out of her hand because I wanted my driver's license back. And she was holding it. But I was in there three times. And the second time making a calamity of it all because she couldn't even get the pricing right. Which is another thing she's fucked up before. Which I wasn't even counting. I was counting orders she's fucked up. But she's fucked up the pricing twice too. So <clears throat> at some point I give up. I'm done. And I hate to say that because it's so fucking convenient. And once in a while, I've gotten great shit there. But I've also overpaid for mediocre stuff I could have gotten across the street for half the price. So, I'm not in love with this dispensary. I'm not even in like with it. I'm just in convenience with it. It's like a 7-Eleven that you hate to admit you use because it's right fucking there. Versus the store, which is a mile and a half away. So, yeah... Sue me when I need sugar and go to 7-Eleven to get the fucking $4 one pound pack. That's dumb. <clears throat> and that's much what this dispensary has represented. Slurpees and fucking 
nachos I shouldn't be eating. But, <clears throat> what do you know? Sometimes a Slurpee is fucking exactly the right thing. But when the service is just almost inexplicably bad, I don't know. I know taking a stand like this is stupid. What is my hundred bucks a month, if that, that I spend there worth to them? Not much. So, me never going back there again won't make a damn bit of difference. It just adds to the places in this part of town that I can never go back to, like Walmart. <clears throat> but, never going back to Walmart's turned out to be actually quite easy. And probably good for my soul. So, sometimes when the corporations fuck up against you and cause you enough angst to say, no more, I'm done with you. You fucking suck the whole time. This is an abusive relationship at this point. If I stay, all I'm doing is asking for further damage. So no, I say no. Walmart, no more. Fuck you. Now, I wish I could say the same to Kroger, but man. Giving Kroger up is like... Giving up left-handed masturbation. Sometimes you just need to feel like somebody else is doing the job. And speaking of which, what's with the right tricep being stronger, legitimately stronger, than the left? Is that tennis? Tennis is the only other explanation that I use my right hand significantly enough to develop muscle over my left hand, arm. But even then, I mean... What's the motion that's causing all that gain of muscle in the tricep? I mean, is it the serve? Because the serve certainly is a snap over. So there's tricep rhythm. It's like throwing a baseball. But I wonder if baseball players have like really weak left arms compared to their right arms. And I wonder if baseball players... Nah, why would baseball players masturbate? They can just have the next woman at the door come in. Hello, hello. I was going to masturbate, but I thought, why not meet you? Tammy it is? Hi, Tammy. And I'm not saying girls are dumb. Okay, women are dumb. We're lining up outside the door of the baseball player. Hoping to hit a home run. Somewhere in there, there's an analogy that even Meatloaf could get along with. Pause. Okay, so have we talked enough about nine cents? Nine cents! Okay, I admit I know no German. Except nine! I think means no or none, something of the zero balance sheet combination. Nine! And since I offer nine cents, well, that's what we call having a line between the letters A and the letters AB. Because you don't even have to get to B to figure out that bridge. Nine cents! I talk a lot of nine cents. So... In the spirit of nonsensical, and because I know people like to start where things commence, even though this is just one running long stream of diarrhea that just seems not to want to quit. But <clears throat> someday it'll quit, trust me. Someday it will quit. It will have had enough. In fact, that day may be today. You never know. But here on the first episode of Nonsensical, well, let's... Speak up my most nonsensical, uh, nine, my nine, nonsensical concepts currently in play. And we can start with the, uh, I don't want to call it biblical, that's too grandiose, but we could call it eternal. Um, we could call it, um, galactic. I just don't like biblical, because I didn't really go to Bible school or do any of that Bible work. As a kid, because I was not religious, I was raised completely agnostic. And in as much as I still don't really know what the fuck I'm doing talking to God, I do believe that there is a source of, if nothing else, wisdom and infinite knowledge that we tap into. And that I could see very easily being conflated into the concept of what we think of as God here on 8675309 Earth with our human meat suits. So there's number one. <clears throat> I don't believe in religion, but I do believe in the force, I guess, with inside that whole stream of dominoes, you have to end up with a creator. 
or at least a force of creation. Being different than a creator in the sense that we turn creators into white bearded men in the sky, and at least in America. And that is not at all how the creator uh, concept here is to be delineated. It's, um, it's more like sound echo is what the creator is. They are everything, but they are so much so that they're the reverberation of their actual creation. I, I don't know how else to put it. There's the shimmering fields of, of splendor, all those flags waving in the galactic medium or whatever that ether is. My point is, I believe some pretty consequential shit. I believe we're here in a very consequential time. And I know this sounds a lot like the guy raving on the corner. I fucking hate that it does. And I believe this enough that I would stand on the corner and tell people that this has merit. Not that I want to convince them of anything. I just want to have my say. And so that's really what this project is. It's me having my say. I do believe a lot of where we are is my fault. I believe I underperformed. And that my potential wasn't realized. And as such, I have given this planet less than what it could have gotten from me had I been more into the game, more up to the challenge, or even more believing in myself. Those things all could have stacked up in a way that would have provided a different outcome. Now, different outcome for the entire planet? Hard to say. But different outcome for my immediate surroundings and my community, that which I can really affect? Yes. Clearly, obviously, and without question. And for the better. Now, I could also have gone a lot darker. I could have been a much more malevolent force than I dipped my toe in the pool of malevolence with. That is true, too. So, where we stand in this sort of blasé pool of mediocrity feels about right. Feels about the level of commitment I truly gave which was most of what I could give at any given time, but not all of what I could give. Never my absolute best effort, and never that which was filled with the belief that I mattered, that this world mattered, and that making it better mattered. So, having gained those convictions over the course of some sort of implant, some upgrade, some version... 3.14159265358897 version of myself, some kind of pie conundrum, left me with purpose, with destiny. The kind of biblical concepts that one like me had never ever thought were even entertainable, let alone becoming the defining part of who I am. So I'm driven to do dabs to keep my mind somewhat linear. And I'm driven to explore the world in a kind, understanding, and forgiving manner. As I listen to others tell me everything it is against which they are facing headwinds and uphill climbs. And try to help where I can. Help sort out the vagaries of life that all of us inevitably fall prey to, even myself. But having climbed back out of what I can only call a K-hole from a life full of misdirected living, well, here I am, exposed, confident, sure of a better world, and knowing that my place in it is imminent, is in fact here. And I do have to add number two to the list. So number one, God and all that shit. Number two, the event. I think I'm here on a one-sheet tender. Earth is a place where you can pop in and out in a lifetime, 
do what you need to do for that living circumstance. But most people come to Earth for a journey, not for a one-sheet tender. Most people come to Earth to work through something. Say, um, violent tendencies, or addiction, or uh, whatever imbalance you can come up with. doesn't matter. But you identify this imbalance, or at least your prone sensibility toward it, and then you come to Earth to flush that motherfucker out. <clears throat> because Earth will let you take whatever imbalance you've got as far as you can take it. All the way to genocide. You can literally, on this planet, rise to the occasion of self-annihilating your entire species. By choice. Think about that. Think about what Earth offers you. No other planet, no other circumstance, no other manifestation really offers the outcomes that Earth has in play. Which is what makes it such a fascinating place to study. Because anything can happen on Earth. Literally anything. So, that's another thing I believe. That we are here, not just for a reason, but with purpose. We are here to fulfill a vector of existence in a life plan that's pretty well laid out. As a matter of fact, shockingly well laid out. And while there are certain shifts that occur over the course of your life, depending on your karma at that point, that put you in better or worse situations, there's not a whole lot more about your life plan that you're in control of. You're going to see a lot of what you forecast for yourself while you're here as challenges to grow through and become bigger and better than you were when you started. And <clears throat> here's the weird thing of all this. Yeah, that's not weird enough. If you're unlucky, you can get trapped on Earth. And the unlucky ones are the ones who came here for, say, some soul refinement. Highly advanced beings, even, can come down to the third density for a life plan that includes mm, immersing oneself in grace, perhaps, or finding oneself in uh, the art of healing, or the art of, of um, masterworks. Who knows? You can come to Earth for a lot of reasons. All upbeat, benevolent, spiritually guided reasons. But Earth is a calamitous place. Earth has, and I'm not sure how much of this is controlled by those who have put the, the buffers on us, the limitations on us. There's some powerful influences that are uh, directly interested in the outcomes on Earth that we have no concept of. And some of these influences don't always have our best intention at all in mind. In fact, in some cases, our best intention is irrelevant completely to the purpose of whatever other circumstances being tested, watched, um, cared for here on Earth. So, this is a long-winded way of saying we are, we are not the most uh, interesting uh, species on Earth, and, it's, and we're not even top two. There are many species on Earth who have been here longer than us, who are superior to us in every way you can imagine, and whose outcomes here are of more value. Now, that isn't to say that we're not the miracle. Humanity is a miracle. A weird miracle. In fact, a miracle that not many can understand. Which is why it's a place you have to come do the ride. You have to make a life of Earth to really understand what a human is. Anything else doesn't put you in the emotional context. <coughs> Anything else... Well, <coughs> pause. Unpause. Okay, until you've been through it all, you can't really even speak to the wonderment of it. And the wonderment of being human is real. There's no uh, 
there's no headline uh, clickbait being applied here. If you come to Earth, you're going to leave knowing you've had one of the most visceral soul capsules possible. Like, there are, there are way less turbulent manifestations in human meat suits. And there are way more, there are way simpler existences in human meat suits. But nothing makes your day-to-day existence as, as worth living as being on Earth. This is the place where every day is a, a fight with yourself. And, and, and through, that, through that little bit of disruption emerges a stronger you. And it happens day after day after day here. And you just, you don't even, you don't even see the incremental impact living your life according to who you really are can provide until years down the road when you notice you're embodying the very characteristics that you set out to reinforce. You now are no longer somebody who is kind. Your kindness embodied. Every reaction you have is kind. It's with complete and total forgiveness that you approach everyone who's still filled with self-loathing. You teach them how to let go in everything that you do. You start to embody the things that you most want to display for the universe. And once you've made that transcendent move, well, now you're somebody completely at harmony. And the universe starts sending you the energies necessary to fulfill those obligations you have to it. Which sounds a whole hell of a lot like a non-player character. I agree. So, half of me, like 49.8%, believes I'm a non-player character. While the other 50 We'll say point one thinks I'm one of the few acting agents among a mess of bots and sims. I'm more likely that because I doubt my own existence to such a degree of consternation. It just doesn't feel like the programming that goes into a non-player character. Unless that's the only way a non-player character can truly provide the validity necessary to lead the sheep or wherever they're going next. So there is that hamster wheel of non-participation that I unfortunately participate within. And <clears throat> having driven myself that crazy, well, let's get to the final crazy. And that is the circumstance that I'm facing now, which is forecasted enough in my life plan that I've discussed it in the two years I've done these recordings. And that is my current arch nemesis, the guardian angel. And me, I guess I should really be the one sheep tender. That's who I really am. Because that's what sums up my, well, yeah, but we're running out of time. So shouldn't we be doing something more interesting than this? Why are we doing this with our lives? Attitude. So, if you're a guardian angel, that's not necessarily the best place to have been. Like I said, there are some people who get trapped on Earth because they unfortunately manifest at a time when the volatility cycle erupts. And bam, a solar wind hits Earth and very few survive. Like, very few. And this has happened enough that if you happen to be here doing your artisan uh, stone masonry tranquility module and are living the 130-year life of an Atlantean, well, bam, that flood hits, the entire planet goes under. And now... There's 7 trillion souls. Well, never that many. But let's just say 700 million souls perish 
leaving roughly a million souls on the planet. Well, <clears throat> those six million souls are fucked. Now they have to cycle back through as plants, animals, rocks, whatever. Whatever they can do to maintain their soul karma existence on Earth. They don't have a choice. Their karma's locked them in. Whatever karma they have to the good or negative has to be paid back. And so they're stuck. And they're stuck until the human race can repopulate to the point there's enough room for the souls to regain the advantage to get out of the trap of the thousand cycles of life that happen roughly in these calamities. Because that's how, that's the gap between calamities is about a thousand lifetimes. And so, even if you come back as a rock and pass a hundred thousand years in one of your lifetimes, that doesn't necessarily put you further ahead. Because you still have to have the soul energy to ascend into the human form. So you work and you work and you work to get back to, hum to the human form. And even if you're <laughs> a level five about to transcend into the ethereal spiritual being of absolute goodness, well, you get trapped on earth and you're fucked. Because you didn't get to that point by climbing the earth ladder. No. You learned lessons on earth on your way to that point. But the final ascension of spiritual goodness, it can't be surrounded by all of the volatile calamity that earth presents. I could die in a mass shooting in America on any given day at any given public location. It's a reality. One that we've created for ourselves here in this country. And that reality alone is enough to keep me from getting into level 5 territory of ethereal goodness. I don't have the blank check of, of soul cleanse to offer. I have dirt and fear and filth and reality stains. All of which need to go away. And they're not going to go away on earth. Earth where I earned them. But because you can do this, you have the ability to climb your way back through. Well, those who do it oftentimes are, are in track now to master an element of, say, forgiveness. That's a big one. Because forgiving oneself for a circumstance that forced one through an entire re- imagination of who you are well if you come out of that cycle with exactly the same answers the 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 synchronicity and the amplification of energy that occurs in having almost proven to yourself one more time that you are exactly who you say you are well the universe starts to hear that that's work that nobody chooses to do, you fall into. So to come out of it in some valiant sense of self-worth, self-identification, self-love, it's an enormous leap forward for your soul. So, I'm not saying that I have that kind of <laughs> gumption, fuck no. I'm sure I've been trapped on Earth, sent to Earth, imprisoned on Earth. All the all the Earth badlies that can happen. I'm sure I'm that dude. But there is no such thing as badly. You just are learning. You're getting better at being you. At being useful in a universe filled with need for useful. And the closer you get to that, the more you harmonize with your own self. The more you feel yourself in this universe fitting in. Well, the more it is just bob and weave, flow with all the goodness that's behind you because it's just pushing you forward. It won't let you go back. 
it will only see what you're going to do next. Because whatever you're going to do next is going to be fantastic. So, what I fear is that my one-sheet tender, with the amount of cosmic coincidence is surrounding my arch-nemesis, the guardian angel, that I was supposed to, as it were, jumpstart this person's self-opinion from their imprisonment on Earth of a thousand cycles. Well, they need to remember that they're as great a gift to the universe as we've ever seen. And Earth may have hammered a new form in which that energy now exists, but that energy didn't disappear. It didn't reimagine itself as something less. It's still there. And that, that unfortunately, is why I will never give up on my arch nemesis, the guardian angel. There's too much goodness inside waiting to reemerge, to ever think that what this planet has done to her sense of self-worth. Well, she may not be able to see how great she is, but the universe can and hasn't forgotten. And at some point has the patience to remind her, however necessary, that she's worth it. She just needs to believe. And she's not the only one. There's two others in there. They're not nearly as interesting a case because they're further along spiritually which makes me wonder if either of them are one sheep tenders i think one is for sure hell they both probably are but doesn't matter those people who you connect with that just stand somewhat firm against the challenges that <clears throat> you can see and play cooperatively for everyone well in some ways, you can trust them to take care of themselves. But those who, as they look into the face of adversity, see nothing but themselves staring back? Ugh. Yeah, those people you got to try to help. But try to help I did. Try to help again I will not. I have done what I can. I have opened the door to some level of enlightenment that, well, the light in that room was too bright. Someone had to slam that door shut and say, no, 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 we're not going to go to enlightenment. We're going to go to... <sighs> Another round is granite? I mean, really, what are you going to go to? I suppose living in the sea. No, that's too competitive. I don't want to fight every second of my life for my own life or for food. That's too competitive. So where would I want to live? I want to be among... The rabbits in the Warren in Watership Down, the book. I want to come back as one of those rabbits. Fiverr, probably. Or was it Fiverr? No, it's Fiverr. I don't remember. But that or a character in a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. Maybe the cat in the hat. Now that I think about it. Ooh, bring me back as the cat in the hat. I mean, just for the mischievous quality, right? Like... Plus he has those white gloves. But don't make me the Mike Myers cat in the hat. That one's scary. I want to be the other one in the book. That's cool. Okay, so let's see how far in the nine are we. We've got, uh, I believe in the force. Um, I believe uh, that I'm on a one-sheet tender here on planet Earth, which I believe planet Earth is soul school, as it were. I believe that uh, my current nemesis, the guardian angel, is trapped here on planet Earth, and that uh, part of my one-sheet tender was to revitalize this person's self-love, and I failed. But I also believe that my life plan's karma is coming to a head right now, as all of my variables in play are simultaneously lining up exactly like they were supposed to. And that includes no pets. Because as of yesterday, when I put down my cat, I'm now petless. And have been for 23 hours. But, sad though that is, 
what it means is my life plan is literally bursting itself into a future of unknown quantity. I don't know what's behind the diamond light. And I know the diamond light is here. It's a 2024. It could even be 2023. But that just feels wrong. 2024 and 2029 have always seemed like the scales of time on which I was looking at that. 2024 being the worst case scenario. And here we are in that position. So I, I don't want to be a calamitous. I don't want to be standing on the corner. I don't even want to say these things to the universe. But they are what's been in my head for years. And now I feel like we're here. And so... In 2043, when I'm saying, yeah, but 2044 has always felt, no, no, whatever's coming is coming. It's not moving the goalposts. I don't see where there's a gap now to justify 2029 as the year. If it's not 2024, then it's not in my current life plan, and I'm just crazy. But if it is, well, I don't know, I guess which one's worse. Would I rather be crazy in this moment or sane? I better take some dabs and think about that. Unpause. All right. I've reinforced myself with a fresh Mercado Sandia Sweet Watermelon Soda. Oh, yeah. I even have a Yoplait Vanilla Yogurt, unopened, waiting to be taken advantage of, and of course, well not of course, because rarely would you think I would be making lentil progresso soup in the microwave, but yes, that's what I'm doing at 9.20 in the morning, because it sounded pretty good. I do like soup. Soup at a medium warm temperature. I do not like hot soup, and I certainly don't like piping hot soup. And that kind of soup that warms your entire existence as it goes down your esophagus, threatening to burn out your entire insides, hate that soup. That's too hot. In fact, I would rather have room temperature soup over any of the other varieties that get hotter and hotter as we go. However, if my father doesn't eat a piece or a spoonful of soup that feels like it came directly from hell. It's not warm enough. Put it back. It needs to get warmer. Okay, old man. That means you're dying on the inside. No, it doesn't mean that. I mean, there are other reasons that we can claim that, but not because of his soup habits. All right. Back to not handling my phone. How's that sound? Let's see. Where can we put it? Right there. Will you hold this up? Probably not, but you will. Okay. So I think that's probably four or five. We'll call it five things of nine, nine-sensical beliefs of mine. Okay, here's... We can pile a few of these on pretty quickly. Uh, there is a civilization that goes way back on this planet. In my estimation, some four to 500,000 years. And I think they are the ones that started the whole human dilemma. Humanity is, um, I believe, the result of a species doing uh, things they shouldn't do. Genetic modification at a level that is, um, is capable of having your species annihilated for going to this degree. But... The monkeys that are on planet Earth, known as human beings, Homo sapiens sapiens, are the result. And we're kind of a miracle. In fact, we're totally a miracle. To have made it this far is miraculous. We're supposed to have self-annihilated by now, but we haven't. And the longer we persist, the more we do grow spiritually in spite of ourselves. Can't help but move forward. So, now that other entities have taken an interest in what's happening here and are, frankly, using the situation to do things they shouldn't. Well, it's a whole big pile of what the fuck's going to happen next. 
And so I think those of us who are here on a one-sheet tender are here to witness whatever the great event coming will be. Now, that's it for us. We're out at that point. We're here to witness that event, to document it, and to account for it in the galactic record as entities who... I've always thought I was going to persist through this event, but maybe I perish. Maybe that's the point. But either way, the impression that time space will leave on my meat suit will forever be available in the Akashic Records, just like 144,000 other people's. So, there you go. There's my full nuttiness on display. I've learned all this in the Caves of Wisdom as I've gone in and out of my dream states with who I call my camel lionesses that have taught me a shit ton about the galaxy or at least about the universe. So, with that in mind, we'll call that six. Sarwood, I definitely listen to my dreams I find my dreams a great source of compelling thought and wisdom. I get into conundrums in my dreams that feel life-challenging, purposeful at a level that is beyond what you can describe in your individual meat suit. So, that'll be seven that um, my dreams are real, as real as this existence, in terms of what I'm able to pull back and forth. I gain as much in the whimsical freedom that my dreams give my mind to inhabit as I do in the rigid... Um, uh, imposition of space-time that this reality forces. Right. Hey. Um, and just to back up how much I believe in my dreams, I'm a vegetarian because of my dreams. And I will persist as one because my dreams... Give me subtle reinforcements that that's the right path to be on. I think in any other circumstance other than Earth, eating another animal is an abomination. But here on Earth, it's the way we do it. Okay. So, eight. Um, eight would be, well, that between the CIA, the Mossad, and MI6... And to a lesser extent, whatever other English-speaking nefarious central intelligency type agencies are out there. Well, <clears throat> they're responsible for all the chaos in the world. All of it. The drugs, the violence, the famine, you name it. Their manipulative, lever-pulling ways are out of control. And are the true Great Reset that has to happen. Now, since you're listening in, all of you, CIA type, I'm not your enemy. I know what the world is. So do you. It's fucking real. And if you're not the ones running the show, you know who is? Somebody a hell of a lot worse. I get it. <clears throat> and I feel for you. I feel that you've entered the underbelly of this existence with knives and swords as if you're somehow going to play the game better than anybody who came before you. Which, by the time you realize is impossible, doesn't even exist. That is not a tactic that's even in the game because the game you got into is not the game you thought you got into. Well, once you're there and locked in, what do you do? 
can't go all whistleblowery, you'll end up dead. So, fight from within? Well, that's what we're hoping, right? That's what literally everyone on the earth is hoping. Is that somebody in there was doing the fight from within. Because those of you who gave up, well, welcome to a thousand cycles. Takes a lot of karma to work all that shit off. But those of you fighting from within, you have a chance to ascend. You're in a key position for humanity's future. What are you doing with it? I only ask because I'm just lucky as fuck I never got a job in the CIA. I consider that one of my top seven or eight luckiest things that didn't happen to me, along with getting married and having kids. <clears throat> Any of that traps me on Earth for a thousand cycles. So, those of you who did take the CIA job, well, you still have a chance to get out. Or do you want to spend the rest of your lives here? Not only that, but you get stuck here in the karmic cycle, and you can relive the same life over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, yay! Boy, will that be fun. As I silently look up and say, please don't let me be having one of those moments where my hubris is standing next to me, clobbering me over the head with a club. I might be having that moment, but I think recognizing it keeps my hubris at bay, or at least from wielding the club, more like throwing daggers, which I'm not very good with, so I miss all the time. Okay, did that get to, is that through eight? How about nine? All right, the ninth thing I believe, and CIA, if you're still listening, remember, I believe in you. I'm not your enemy. I think that somewhere you are the savior of the human race. So I don't just believe in you. I really believe in you. So, let's see some gumption like you meant to have when you got in the agency. Show us some personal integrity. And stop giving away your soul for your country, which doesn't exist because it's lines on a map. Okay, that is my swan song for never having gotten into the CIA. Very different from the one that would be being rendered if I had been leaving the CIA in a body bag. Oh, burping my way out. Hey, that was an earth burp. So I haven't been to the clean room in a while, but I was there for like a week straight. So what are y'all doing with me there? I guess we could end there. Number nine. I do believe that this meat soup at times goes to an environment with a different uh, air than this. Now, could that just be an underground capsule? Yep. Sure could. Most likely. It's somewhere like a military base that is not, uh, that is pumping in air in a circulation system that is different than the air that's up here on Earth. Because it comes out in my burps. I can feel the different gas mixes from whatever they do to me down there, or up there, or out there. Wherever they're taking me, they don't get rid of all of the gas because some of it lives in my stomach and burps out. So there you go. And I call them my clean burps because they always feel, I don't know, just like pristine. Like I'm burping up baby's breath. And that would be nine sensical. Nine sensical? Nonsense beliefs that if I found anybody that even had two that overlapped, I'd be shocked. But finding somebody who has overlap in multiple categories right there, well, I suppose that's only going to happen in the loony bin. So, 
Share those again, I will, but only as they relate to stories that progress in my life. You can call me crazy, and I call myself crazy, because none of this could I have said a decade ago. I'd have just laughed at it. But having lived it, having been through it, having had to suffer all of the wins and losses that come with the karmic one-sheet tender, well, this is who I am. A lost soul traveler trying to find purpose in a universe filled with chaos. And the more organized we can become as a collective, the less chaos rains down. So, having decided my personal journey is one of kindness, understanding, and forgiveness to everything, including myself mostly, but to you too, well, that's where I'm headed next. And since this is the first installment of the ninth season of my journey of progress called It's All My Fault, well, nine seasons into this thing, I'm starting to think it may all be my fault, but I can fix it, at least some of it. Hopefully you're in on the same journey, because I don't think I can do it alone. But I think if we just believed enough in ourselves that we thought we were worth it, that we deserved it, well, the world we could create then is... I can't even imagine how great it could be.